0: And thank you for joining in Drunk Monkeys podcasting. I am one of your hosts, Colleen Carney Hefner.
1: I'm Chris Pruitt.
2: Matt Guerrero, producer.
0: We are all Drunk Monkeys staff members. (laughs) Um, We're all Drunk Monkeys.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We are back after a slight hiatus and we are ready to jump into episode eight of season two, which is called Driving with a Dead Girl. Uh, Before we begin, I want to go over the fact that we are a Spoiler Light podcast, so we assume that you're watching for the first time with us, um, so we don't ruin anything major for anybody, so feel free to just listen with ease. Um, We are recording this on the 13th of March, so happy St. Patrick's Day next week. If you celebrate, God knows I do, and um, keep an eye out. (laughs) keep an eye out for our April pop culture issue, which we are starting to work on right now, and it is going to be gigantic, and we're all very exhausted already, or at least I am, so (laughs) keep an eye out. No, no,
1: you speak for all of us, I think, on that one.
0: (laughs) Keep an eye out, because that is hands down our favorite issue of the year, and this year is going to be no different. It's looking really solid, and I have 32 acceptances from the 24-hour submissions alone, so... (laughs) Yay, pray for our editors, because we are still voting. (laughs) It's just a nightmare. You guys really love pop culture up there. That's okay. so do we. Hence the show. (laughs) And that's that. So yeah, I guess uh, let's just jump right in. this I have a note here at the end. I want to talk about who wrote and directed this episode, but I don't want to talk about it right now because I didn't write down who they actually were. <laughs> so, but I remember Excellent. thinking, oh, that's important. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and here we go. So we're going to start off at the Palmer household where uh, I like this because we focus at the very beginning on photos of Laura, like the iconic prom picture, but or right. whatever, but also... Young pictures of her, like the real actress pictures, and I always have kind of a soft spot for when this happens in shows because I think it's cute that they're like, "Can you bring some baby pictures onto this set for us <laughs> so we yeah. can dress the set appropriately?" Love and
1: that she, that's part of the like the deal of playing the character is right? like yeah, your child I, photos are ours now; they're part of the canon. Get,
0: I always get so tickled by. It. I'm like, "Oh, look how cute they were when they were a baby." <laughs> I'm such a loser, but anyway. Uh, cute pictures and uh, oh go ahead oh I don't want
1: to miss because I think the very first shot is an exterior of the Palmer house that yes. uh at night and with the sort of the sounds of the final big scene at the end of uh last episode uh which need not need not be mined back into at the moment but uh I wonder if this is the first time or the last time, that we're ever going to need to see the exterior of the Palmer household at night while there's screaming going on. I don't know if if there'll be more of that or not.
0: We will see what happens. (laughs) Um, And of course, as one does, (laughs) we have Leland just hitting golf balls in the living room. Why not?
3: Hanging out.
1: What
0: better place to practice your swing than in your living room?
1: (laughs) It's a little Uh, uh, unclear what the setup is. He has like a tiny little, like you know like a putting, putting looks green. like a, well yeah it's like yeah. a piece of an indoor putting green but yeah. you can't really see what he's hitting towards yeah <laughs> and the the balls are amassed like all over the furniture in every which direction so it's whatever's happening here is very <laughs> haphazard even by the standards of playing golf inside putting. of your house <laughs> he's just hitting them into the tv into yeah, yeah, the yeah.
0: well i'm like i think a window on that wall. Like yeah,
1: and, then, and there's like you can see golf tees like on the end tables and like the yeah. uh, sofas and stuff. It's like what is happening? What are you doing, man?
0: Uh, I love it. And it also reminds me of one time I went to this uh Christmas party at my friend's house and we had like a secret Santa or like a white elephant or whatever that's what we call it in Massachusetts. Uh a Yankee swap is what yeah. we call it in Massachusetts. Hmm. But uh and <laughs> my ex got a like toilet putter so like you like <laughs> like put like the green down across the bathroom and you just like practice your putting while you're like shitting <laughs> like super funny but I wonder what happened to it because it was in the trunk of his car for like ever and then like, you know, we broke up and I we sold the house and I never saw it again. So I'm like, I wonder if he still has it. <laughs> whatever.
1: It was it's just a, a weird thing. set up in your house? <laughs> right.
0: uh, you know, what's funny though is you've been in my bathroom and that would actually work in, in my bathroom because it's
1: mm-hmm. long. Yeah, so it's it has that like almost hallway yeah. set up. Yeah, the it sucks.
0: Too. But like, it would be really good for shit golf or whatever. <laughs> so anyway.
1: just, some, just some good um, shit golf content for the opening of our <laughs> Twin Peaks I like to think that
0: episode. Leland is running around the house just hitting golf balls like fucking everywhere <laughs> like in the kitchen into the stove whatever uh so anyway we interrupt his uh technique by with James and Donna coming to say goodbye to Maddie who is leaving town. Uh but guess what? Maddie's not there.
3: So. I mean in
1: a, in a sense she has left town.
0: <laughs> in a spiritual sense she is gone
1: forever. Um, yeah um not back this, to
0: montana <laughs> but she
1: this used to scene look. is pretty funny because uh i mean not not haha funny but funny in a, a dark way because like uh these two stroll in they're like oh yeah we just uh wanted to say bye to maddie before she left you know and remember the last time that we saw these two together they were semi-reconciling at the uh at the Roadhouse at the, at the roadhouse yeah and and so Leland responds to them like oh that this is you know she was really disappointed she thought you guys were coming over last night and mm-hmm. seems like you got up to something that uh you know <laughs> that
3: yeah, you, you got to too busy it, right?
1: to come over here yeah exactly um and is very like well I dropped her off at the bus station already but you know you should write her a letter she'll really enjoy we receiving love that,
0: that. Um, you're like oh we will which is funny too because he's like she was super disappointed that
1: you yeah did yeah yeah she was really bummed that you guys were lame friends he
0: literally little, cried uh, herself to sleep yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> got on you the were, bus sobbing
1: while you were doing whatever relationship damage control you needed to handle she was very sad and <laughs> she was not here and you know what if her friends had been here with her last night might have been a better day for her
0: <laughs> might have been, been an alright night for her but no no this,
1: no? Is, fault. this is all your um, fault
0: it's funny too. This is a kind of a funny scene because there is some humor in it where it's like, okay, for we sure. know something horrible has happened, but they don't. And they're like, well, that sucks that she left. Some... But Sarah is like, Leland, can you come up here for a second? And he does. And they look around and they're like, fuck is up with all these go <laughs> And they kind of like <laughs> joke, like fucking cuckoo for cocoa Puffs over here. Yeah, right? they're
1: like, they're like, oh, is Leland's really lost it because, and the way we know he's lost it is because he's hitting golf balls all over the place. <laughs> Nothing more serious than golf balls going on here, guys.
0: I really enjoy uh, Leland here because he goes up to, to talk to Sarah about whatever, and then he comes down, and he so like, has a pissy look on his face and then instantly turns it into his, like, guys, I'm just your friend's dad, and I'm yeah. here to love yeah. you and, and cherish your <laughs> presence in my house. It's, uh, he's, oh, God, Ray Wise is just such a good actor, and even just this, like, face acting is so good, because he's like, I'm trying to be evil! <laughs> Go
1: away! There's, there's a good deal of, uh, of that throughout this episode, just to yes. have it as a blanket statement right now. This episode is pretty much all about the whatever it is that's going inside of Leland's head, and uh, the way he portrays a lot of it is, like, you know, it's the right balance of sort of over the top, cartoony, but also like kind of genuinely sinister. Or something going on here. He yeah. he just absolutely pulls it off perfectly. It's it's so good, it's enjoyable to watch despite the horrifying subject matter, which is which is Twin Peaks. That's Twin yeah. Peaks, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's <laughs> sum it up in in one sentence: horrifying but funny. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um. Uh.
0: So they're like, okay, cool. We'll write to her, whatever, and they leave. And then I love this. Sarah calls back down to Leland and she says, make sure you sign us up for Glenn Miller night at the club. <laughs> it's like
1: And he's like, oh, All right, honey.
0: <laughs> Sarah's getting her like her like social life back. She's like, I yeah. can't be sad forever. I need to go to Glenn Miller night. Like, what right. even is that? that well, and
1: to- it, And I do want to uh uh make note of that because I think that's really a clue for us as the audience about whatever was going on with her at the end of the episode last time where she was collapsing down the stairs presumably drugged by Leland or something of that nature uh, she does not seem to have any idea that something bad has gone on yeah. the sign up for Glenn Miller night at the club is not like uh <laughs> my husband murdered my niece Me. last night
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, what if it was though she's like i don't i never liked her
1: <laughs> but i well, love Glenn Miller yeah. <laughs> relatable
0: <laughs> right right oh god Okay. So, um, so yeah, he's like, yeah, of course I'll do that. He fixes his tie in the mirror. We see Bob, Bob's still around, obviously Bob's not going anywhere. Not a spoiler to say Bob's sticking around for a bit. Um, and then he picks up his golf bag and tucks Something I forget what it is, like his gloves or whatever, and we can see that Maddie's body is shoved into this golf bag, which is really upsetting.
1: Yeah, like like, it looks really gross too. It's like it's a. I mean, instantly we see the same kind of plastic wrap thing that we've seen many a time throughout this series so far with. Uh, Laura and the repeat images of Laura. So we know what's up Your here. We know what this is leading to us, okay, okay. but it's just How fucking gross. Like, <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's all like hair and her fingers yeah. and like blood. It's nasty.
1: Yeah, it's it it like
0: chopped up. I assume because like it's a golf bag.
1: Well, I maybe it's sort of hard to say. We we get a better look at this later in the episode, yeah. so um, we'll um, know more.
0: I think it's funny. He gets in his car and his license plate is seven ten. Yep. like i just thought that was funny like probably doesn't mean anything or does it who knows but (laughs) i'm just like yep (laughs) because that's what i say to myself most of these episodes Hmm?
1: yep yep uh he puts down the top on his convertible because he's going for a pleasant drive in the neighborhood with his uh slaughtered niece in the back of the trunk and um he he begins to whistle to himself and we have a good uh ominous whooshing uh subtitle <laughs> moment where it says begins to hum suri with the fringe, with the fringe on top. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i want to make a, a weird mom note here that like you know i'm not really hundred percent familiar with suri with the fringe on top i know it's i'm so out of the loop but uh,
3: no. <laughs> classic musical love, theater, love, man.
0: <laughs> but the the it's like do 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 And there's Lita likes Paddington, like the show on Nickelodeon. There, uh-huh. and and they have a song about fall, and it's like like yummy foods to satisfy our belly, and it's definitely like that same tune. It goes off, and it, it's not hundred percent. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm of Paddington. I'm like, what? But anyway, whatever. Cleveland rules again. I do. Uh, I think we should have a Ray Wise album. Like I think yeah. someone. Oh, did.
1: it's a it's a. We are robbed every day that we don't <laughs> have that.
0: You know, I need a, a, is a holiday album. Us. Yeah, from him. And then, like, Orville Peck. Those are, like, my two dreams. Duet comedy.
1: album, you know? Okay. So
0: imagine I would die. Like, Maddie. Anyway. Uh, moving on from that, we go to Ben in jail. Just mm-hmm. bugging <laughs> wasting away in his jail. And Jerry comes busting in, proving once again he's just, like, the world's worst lawyer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, they have to let you out. And, like, Forty-eight or twenty-five—I don't even know how many hours.
1: Yeah, I—I yeah. I put Jerry job. is Rudy Giuliani here, like he's <laughs> like very like yeah, I totally know how to do this stuff. And then like this um, is
0: super hyper local, but very much the Tin Horn Flats lawyers. I, <laughs> I watched six hours of of a city council thing, and the lawyer was like, her whole defense was like, they should be able to stay open because another case might move in that direction where it's okay and it's like right. what? It's not like a real thing <laughs> to like base like your <laughs> your defenses that something might happen later <laughs> like what so anyway that's a little bit of a those cool. of us who f-
1: those of you who follow drug monkeys on social media <laughs> are probably familiar with the tin horn uh, saga it, at it's this still point. going
0: they cut the lights and they got generators going so we'll Sweet. see what happens <laughs> padlocking is next so we'll see. We need, a, anyway.
1: we need a television prestige series about the tin horn. So That
0: dude's in Thailand, and I don't even want to know what he's doing over there. So whatever. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Jerry busts in. He's just going on. Then they have this, like, okay, so, like, Jerry gets up on, like, the top bunk of the cell. And he's, like, remember <clears throat> when we were kids and we had bunk beds? And, like, our babies that are danced with a flashlight? And we have, like, a legit five-minute sequence of this. I actually- So
1: bizarre. through it. Yeah. because
0: it just kept going and i was like when does this stop
1: and, and you know when
0: you fast forward on netflix it's like a brick picture yeah, yeah. like six of them before i got to like oh i'm like what the fuck this is like a 10 minute scene
1: it, it goes on forever this is one of these scenes in the series where to this day i don't know what the hell i was supposed to be getting out of this like it maybe it has something to do with like Uh, Ben and Jerry's like absolutely depraved idea of women and how they treat them and so forth. There's some sort of like uh, a seed of an idea here in the scene. Um, these kids that they get to represent young Ben and Jerry are just creepy as fuck. They look yeah. like uh, they, they look like an extra in the classroom in a Christmas story. It, it's like, it's just really <laughs> weird. Like, the whole thing is so uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> that was beautifully specific thing.
1: Yeah. it is so <laughs> it, it un- exactly what popped into my mind on this watch. Every time I watch this scene, I go, what is the point of this? I think about it every time. I still don't know what the point of it is.
0: I swear to God they were like 10 minutes under and they were like we need a filler what
1: can we do <laughs> yeah, but, we'll just have I some mean,
0: weird ben and jerry flashback shit that always works it did not work here
1: i, I will i i do want to note um their part part of the context of the scene is jerry has just gotten back from supposedly following up on um on the person who we now know to be katherine Martel's yes. uh alibi for working with like rich Tokyo bankers or whatever. And he's got nothing to say about that. He walks in with like a little, like what appears to be a trip souvenir. And he says Konnichiwa, which is supposed to indicate he just came back from Japan on this. But I don't remember if they come back to this conversation or how, like I know they eventually do. And there's more about this Catherine subplot here, but as far as what the hell was Jerry doing and what did he do over there? And how was he so easily fooled by... Whatever machinations I don't know, and they don't talk about it at all in the. Well, I
0: remember like in a scene like back a few episodes, they were like Jerry's probably banging his way across like or whatever. Yeah, but But like he 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 was putting the most minimal amount of like paying attention, like like when Fred starts talking to me about something, and I'm just like, "Mm." but then like I'm really like, (laughs) just like playing a game or something. Really, I'm
1: astral projecting to. to, Yeah,
0: but. Uh but
1: yeah, no, I, I agree with this interpretation. I just think it's funny that he don't, they don't even bother to like have an on-screen conversation about <laughs> it. It's just like it's it's gone. It's oh, gone, it's gone from the story. Later. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. Now uh, I think that's that. And then we go to um Lucy showing up at the station with her sister Gwen, who I love. Gwen is the best. She was actually that actress was on ER. And she played like kind of a nut job who like got, and she was like someone's sister. I don't remember the specifics. I don't remember if it was like Juliana Margulies' sister or like what. And she was like pregnant, but she was like, like, just, I can't remember if she was mentally ill or drug addict or something. And then she like gave up her baby, but then in the end, like straightens out and takes the baby back. And it was really upsetting. Like, this is like 1993 like (laughs) me hearkening back so uh, it's fuzzy but that's how i know this actress is from that and she's not too far off with the gwen character because she's kind of Uh, bonkers but also but she's like much more fun in this so i really like her
1: I, i will say she does a great job of like trying to sound like but not exactly like lucy's insane conversational cadence and tone like it, it really is like oh this is her sister this is weird like no other human being sounds like this but yet you found somebody who sounds exactly like this it's really bizarre
0: <laughs> it is bizarre she's great though uh she's got a little baby with her so uh, that's gonna cause some confusion in, in a few minutes mm-hmm. but we have this amazing exchange where okay oh. like where Hawk yeah. comes in, right? And Lucy says, hi, Hawk. This is my sister Gwen. So she addresses him by his name. Mm-hmm. And then Gwen goes, oh, you're like the Native American man. Eagle-eye? It's like, are you just not? Like, she's also just doing that half-listening thing where yeah, yeah, and literally and- just fucking said her. And he's like, my name is Hawk. Hawk. And, like, oh, <laughs> and then in this, like, vaguely kind of woke, But like not way. She's like, wow, you must hate white people. 'Cause we like treat you like shit. And,
1: and, like, and then no. of course they put that horrid line in Hawk's mouth. That, like
0: some <laughs> <He's like, "No laughs> of my best friends are white people. I'm like, <laughs> but also I'm like, well, like kind of progressive. Yeah,
1: kind of. Acknowledging
0: I, the atrocities
1: that, of that, That's <laughs> which <laughs> He's like, he's probably kind of progressive. He's very bad about expressing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like 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 Gwen's like kind of like she's getting there. She's yeah. learning some anti-racism as she goes.
1: But she's and also just an annoying person, and <laughs> yeah. you have to respect the. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to
0: be anti-racist, but not enough to pay attention to what this person. What the man's
1: name? When is. it was yeah, exactly
0: said, like four seconds ago. Exactly. Which, uh,
1: which, for all that's kind of odd and uncomfortable about that moment, does a perfect job of telling us who that character is, Gwen. Yeah. It's like we instantly know everything about. Oh, her. I get it. It's a good piece of character writing. <laughs>
3: um.
0: Then we go to. Oh, I wrote Leland acting a fool. So this must be at the Great Northern, right? Yeah. So stepping I I, I wrote chairs?
1: I wrote Leland is having a rough one at the Great Northern. <laughs> so almost exactly. He's like the doing
0: same weird like cane work, <laughs> like he's Fred Astaire or something. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's doing off chairs he, and he even, shit.
1: D- he even deliberately lampshades that and tells. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coop and Harry to call him Fred in a moment but yeah he's like dancing around on the furniture and like almost colliding with staff and guests and stuff yeah, that wacky yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you wouldn't know that he just basically murdered a guy and got charged instantly with murder like <laughs> a couple days ago and it's just sort of out on the good graces of the Prosecutor.
0: Again with the timeline, and I'm gonna come back to this in a bit, but it's like, yeah, he was just in jail and then like let go on his own recognizance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like is now like
1: acting like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. This gets even more complicated in a different scene later in the episode. But here yeah. it's here Coop and uh Harry are kind of walking by like uh what
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we have to deal with this now or <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly. Where it
0: uh is. let's see. I they, they tell him about Ben being arrested. Um for suspicion of murdering Laura and he's like, "What the shit? Really? Fuck, that sucks." But I and but then he's like, "I will let the law handle it," which is a nice way of being like, "I'm not going to sneak into the hospital and murder Ben." <laughs> <laughs> or like wherever he is. Um Yeah.
1: You there's like- there's some real there's some real recognition here. It's like it's it's tough to know what we're supposed to think is going on with um with Leland in his mental state exactly right now because we've already seen and I think we failed to mention this at the beginning, um he checked his reflection and could see Bob in the reflection again. I so we know it. Oh, he did? Okay, <laughs> I I couldn't remember. You mentioned um Um, (laughs) sorry we're just we're making faces at each other it's it's fine uh it's good podcast content um so he um so we know that there's still stuff going on where this whatever the exact nature of this possession or partnership or union that's going on in them is happening there um and when when Coop and Ben are like uh we're pretty sure Ben Horn killed uh Laura and Leland's like Oh, so so not not the guy I murdered. Not the guy I <laughs> murdered because you said originally you thought he killed her. And they're like, yeah, and then it's I definitely, murdered yeah, yeah. It's like it was definitely not that guy that you killed. And it's like, oh, um. Well, I'll let the law handle this one. <laughs> it's something that's kind of both really disturbing and actually kind of shrewd about the way he's like interacting with them about this.
0: Um he's like cool okay and then he like walks out kind of towards the hall and he starts crying i like this scene actually even though it's very disturbing he yeah. starts crying and he starts laughing because bob's there but i feel like you know like you see a lot of things where it's like it's very sideshow bob thing mm-hmm. to be like crying and like whoa right but um but i feel like the crying originally in this scene is legitimate yeah. i'm upset grieving crying and then Bob's like, no, we're not going to be doing any of that. And, yeah. Like, I don't feel like this is for show. Like, oh, they're going to, they, I need to be crying so they see me crying. I feel like Leland himself is, I'm upset
1: at Torn the apart. prospect
0: yeah. that my friend murdered my daughter. And then Bob's like, mm. and And
1: I haven't even successfully avenged her, which was kind of the one thing keeping me going at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah, so I really did like the acting in this scene. Yeah. Um, Whoop kind of is like something so precious is happening over
1: yeah.
0: here um and and he's like i'll catch up with you later to harry and he goes to check on leland i don't exactly remember what they talked about nor did i write it down he's
1: just kind of like uh like are you sure you're okay yeah. listen man uh if you think of anything about this you know uh Remember what I said about TC Tuggers? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like, I <laughs> them ironically. Yeah. He,
1: he's like, you know, if you if you think of anything about this Leland thing, did did something happen? Like, if you come up with anything, please let us know. And Leland um, says, "We're all
2: trying to find did Yeah, guy we're
1: all trying to this. find the guy who did this. Yeah, that's exactly where he's at. He's wearing a hot dog costume all of a sudden. um it's also a strange give him a bare bottom spanking yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah the the whole and again he kind of goes back to this kind of like overwhelmed crying and then the laughter kind of takes a hold again um beyond just like being a pretty intense and good performance by our buddy ray Uh, it also kind of clues us in, it's like, it's not immediately clear what he does or does not know about what happened to Laura, because we know pretty well that he was the guy, he was the guy who did this (laughs) at this point, but what we don't know is how much of an understanding he has, like when he's hearing, oh, we think that Leland, uh, or I'm sorry, we think that Ben um, killed your daughter, we don't know if that's like new information to him, like, oh, my God, Ben killed my daughter, or it's like, oh, this is somebody else who is yet again being implicated for this thing, you know, <laughs> and yeah. and what's exactly going on there emotionally is a little hard to suss out, Yeah, um, but there it is.
0: We'll get to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so we move on from here to, what does this say, back to?
1: Um, I've got 1990s DNA testing lull in my notes, oh, oh, so, okay, yeah. so what that means is we're back at the police station and i don't know what
0: that word i wrote was but ben and and first of all i want to say what it was (laughs) because he's like the little like almost like uh
1: when diabetes test yeah the diabetes
0: test and it's like that doesn't hurt and he's like
1: ow (laughs) and and jerry's like you're subjecting my client to unprecedented abuse
0: (laughs) right um and oh i wrote back to dancing because leland goes back to dancing that's what it
3: was Yeah. Um, yeah yeah
0: But then also, Doc is doing this, and he's like, I'll have the results in a few hours. So not only is Doc a gynecologist, a pathologist, <laughs> an autopsy dude, like, like an emergency room doctor, he's also a DNA.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, DNA specialist. Yep. Like, that in 1990, you can get the results in an hour.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. A <laughs> few hours, but yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Incredible. So, so that's basically, this is that scene. Like, they just yeah. are like, we're taking his blood and then Ben's like and like sucks on his finger they're like grow up yeah (laughs) a tough guy fuck you
1: there there is an exchange here where like um um Coop basically just roasts Jerry for being a shitty lawyer like uh (laughs) like you graduated last in your class this that and the other uh my girlfriend who was the lawyer who was watching with along with me was like like this other stuff is bad, but the assumption that it takes you a couple tries to pass the bar is like kind of offensive. It takes a lot of people a couple times to pass the bar.
0: Yeah, but TV viewers don't know that. Yeah,
1: well right, which is obviously the thinking here, but, yeah. but <laughs> a, I was like, like you note. lost
0: your you lost your right to practice in like Massachusetts, Alaska, or, somehow. like literally every other state. It's like the 48 continental states except for, <laughs> for, for like
1: 14. yeah. Um, um yeah and then when they leave the room Jerry kind of like when the cops leave the room Jerry to Ben is kind of like yeah uh your alibi's blown up and they have your DNA and uh you don't really seem to have a good explanation so maybe you need to get a better lawyer than me
0: <laughs> <laughs> look I'm I'm in a, I'm in the weeds here yeah yeah <laughs> I'm so in the weeds with David Pumpkin
1: uh, anyway it's it's very it's like it's like and now i'll take my leave
0: but you haven't done
1: anything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, didn't i didn't i Uh, know
0: (laughs) we're gonna go to bobby and shelly and this scene is gross
1: yeah it's gross okay it's gross yeah
0: (laughs) okay Bobby, I'm gonna be honest, I looked away for a minute, so I'm not, Bobby has an envelope and I missed what's actually in the envelope.
1: Okay, so that's important to what's going on in the scene, actually. I figured, um, but I was
0: like, Chris will know.
1: Ba- Bobby <laughs> seems to be making a copy of the little cassette tape that he found in the boot uh, that uh, he retrieved that uh, Leo was getting fixed before all of this shit with the mill and Leo getting shot and all of that went down. Um, so he is listening in on it. And what we get is a clip of a telephone conversation between Leo and who sounds like Ben Horn and Bobby confirms for us, this is supposed to be Leo and Ben Horn. Um, And Bobby seems to be making a copy of this tape and then putting it in an envelope with a note. That's like, Hey, we need to have a talk. It seems like he's setting this up as a blackmail piece for Ben Horn who. Bobby probably does not realize, is literally already in jail on suspicion of murdering Laura Palmer at this point. Um, so he, this is Bobby uh, Bobby setting up Bobby's ace detective uh, work here. I wonder if that's going to come back in any interesting way. Um, and also, he's seeing a path forward for how we can scam yet more money without doing real job stuff. Um,
0: right. Shelly comes out... Covered in like food, like baby food. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> trying to feed uh, some leos.
1: unidentifiable gross substance. <laughs> it's
0: like spaghetti sauce. Maybe but jam.
1: Also... Something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like spaghetti sauce, but also like pureed carrots. It's fucking gross. Baby food is gross, right? And Bobby licks oh. it off.
1: Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so
0: bad. What are you doing? You're <laughs> gross. I hate you.
1: <laughs> it's, it's gross, and you know who else is gross? Bobby and Shelly <laughs> yeah.
0: and Leo, really
3: the
1: Their whole fucking relationship is fucking
0: gross. blown up, and and it's so funny because not a spoiler to say Bobby in his future Stone Cold Fox, so it's like, <laughs> stop yeah. ruining this for me.
3: Stop <laughs> yeah. ruining this for both everybody. of them. To
0: be fair, yeah, they're both foxes. Yeah, they're yeah. both foxes, and yeah. they're both disgusting in this moment. Yeah. So fuck
3: it. I don't know.
1: It's real um, gross. Um what what's really funny is Bobby is like kind of telling her about uh what he's trying to scheme here with this cassette tape without letting her know what the details are. So like he tosses this envelope on the counter and there's a bunch of like other food and bullshit. Like it's just the house is totally fucking disgusting. Presumably it Looks like from, my house. Yeah, from, <laughs> no no it does not.
0: <laughs> it's really bad right now. No.
1: Um I have been to your house, and no, it does not look like your house. (laughs) Um, Not during Corona, though. Right, it could
0: be. It's gotten worse, let's
1: be real. It's been almost a year. Um, So, at any rate... he throws this envelope on the table, and it just immediately gets shit all over it, like from like food and stuff. He's <laughs> like, gonna send like, this in. Yeah, he's gonna send this blackmail envelope, but he's got like food <laughs> and crap spilled all over it. It's like and mango all over it. Yeah, it's like what the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> oh, get
0: a fucking. You know what's funny too? This reminds because last night I've been rewatching The Sopranos. Great, and last night there was a scene where like <laughs> the daughter and like her friend are making, like, grilled cheese and hot chocolate, and they're like, we're almost adults, and they should treat us (laughs) like that. But they're, like, pouring the, like, warmed-up milk from the stove, and it's, like, fucking everywhere. It's all over the (laughs) counter. They miss the mugs completely. All over the floor. So I was like, why am I watching so much, like, gross kitchen content tonight? Because I watched it last night, and I'm like, this is nasty. Meadow, what are you doing? But, uh, yeah, it's just gross. He just flops his important paperwork down on (laughs) the pra baby food gross. So anyway.
1: Pretty gross. Pretty
0: gross. Um so yeah, he's like, we got a plan, blah, blah, blah. We move on to
1: Norma the double R. The,
0: the Queen, Norma. And her judgy ass fucking mom.
1: Oh yeah. The just, worst. like
0: visiting with her new goofy ass husband, who's like a gambler, right? Yeah. And uh and she's so judgy. She's like, oh your weight is nice like good to see her staying trim and you can tell norma is just not into it because she's just giving her mom this like look that's just like
1: <sighs> she's instantly exasperated she's, she's, she's got she almost has this like regression to teenage attitude kind of thing when her mom walks in like norma who's always so composed and like ebullient and just like on everybody's side the moment her mom is there she just turns into like sulk mode it's but like, she's not it's,
0: rude about it too. no no she's, she's not rude about it but brewing. she is like
1: immediately the, the temperature lowers so you know you can feel it in the room
0: <laughs> and and the mom's like here's my new husband and she's like really i said i have a feeling she's done this before yeah i think i think norma's mom has problems with intimacy i
1: think she collects and a sex and
0: love form. addict basically <laughs> 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 she
1: needs to it, right. like oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you cut down to the core of it um my my girlfriend made the comment that ernie looks like like that the, there was a certain look for a guy in 90s television when he was yeah. supposed to be a midlife crisis guy and this dude is it absolutely um, yeah, it's perfect like for it. like plaid that business plaid looking thing yeah. and mm-hmm. like just like his hair is obviously just for men like it's just...
0: <laughs> and, he's, and he's very much like ernie how's it going how you doing like very... <laughs> like yeah there's a specific man for that role and that is him yeah um yeah very judgy about a body uh, uh norma realizes he's a gambler because he like puts down he's like i have to take this important business call but then it's like he's putting down like a thousand dollars on like the knicks or something (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah, um, exactly like we we discover this because um and it'll come back why it's important that she discovers it this way but we discover this because he leaves a newspaper behind and (laughs) Norma scoops it up and sees that there's some markings on it um it's not a huge plot point but it's going to clarify a conversation that happens in a few scenes here um anyway um do, do we need more of that i don't know if we need no more of that. we no that's be, basically people. it um so the next thing i think we go, go to is the great northern and we see philip gerard yes. slash mike uh waking up if we remember the last time we saw him he was st- set up in like the lobby of the great northern and the cops were kind of like. Mm-hmm. Waving him like he was a metal detector at people. <laughs> a and then, rod. And then, uh, eventually there was a big group of people going by, which included Ben Horn, and he went kind of like bleh, bleh, and he had like uh he had like kind of an episode, and then that was the last we saw of him. Um, and we weren't really sure what to make of that. He wakes up, a nurse is in the room with him, and he's like, Oh, um, could you get me some water? And so instead of just getting it from the bathroom, she like completely leaves the whole floor of the <laughs> He's, like, from the the river
3: outside. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. Is she going out to pump from the well? Or is she, like, going down (laughs) to the bar to get water? Yeah. In an hour. (laughs) At any rate, she steps out, and we have one of the, um... No-name cop. Yeah, one of the no-name, second-stringer, Twin Peaks, uh sheriff's department guys like kind of slowly ambles into the room and just immediately gets KO'd by (laughs) Mike who hits him I think with his shoe right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is very on brand. On brand.
1: (laughs) The man is a master of using shoes. You wake
0: up and be like see how good you can defend yourself with my shoes? $48. (laughs) just like
1: totally clocks this dude and bails presumably like he's gone. Um, So Mike has escaped (laughs)
0: yeah that's yeah that's it um honestly though we didn't even need the nurse there he could have just woken up and no (laughs) i know it's such (laughs) an
1: odd scene especially since and because this happens in like 10 minutes it's not a spoiler like in 10 minutes they're just like oh we found him and then they have him again (laughs) it's It's like like, i I don't even know why this scene is in here it really feels like filler but um it, yeah, I'm know. telling
0: you, they ran short on this episode and yeah, yeah. had to fill it with <laughs> stupid shit.
1: Yeah, uh, especially because when they have him later, he doesn't even seem to be, like, against helping them. Like, I, I, I don't know. I we don't think he's against
0: to helping situation. them at all anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, so why the, like...
0: Why is he, like, under police surveillance? Yeah, I, He's like, hey, can you stick around, please? No
1: understanding here. Um, th- We're going to go
0: back. Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, this is, by the way, where the episodes where Lynch was doing other projects and not really paying attention to what was happening with the show begins here so you you begin to see this kind of shit in increasingly uh, large portions of the show where it's like why is this happening and there's no answer there's no answer as to why it won't be
0: and if you think that the answer comes you are wrong (laughs) it's
3: just
0: gonna
1: get weirder
0: and weirder Um, we go back to the double R for some more mom judgment Uh, and Dingus waltzes in and Norma's like, you've been gone for like literally 48 hours. I thought you were like dead. Like she was like, oh he's not here right now. But then she's like, no, you've been missing. And the mom's in the back like, I knew it. I knew. Just like silently judging the way moms do. We
1: we get one of these super disingenuous Dingus monologues that uh, Hank likes to pull out whenever he gets caught on his bullshit where he's like, I'm just like, you know, I had problems in my past. And like, sometimes I have to, the easiest thing is to lay low. But you understand that the priority here is, uh, you know, it's like, I, I'm here. I'm a good guy now. Oh, hey, mother-in-law, how's it going? And then she's like, "How's prison? <laughs> so, <laughs> how's your parole?
0: <laughs> like, oh, Just those mom screws that are like, just going to bring up everything that's, <laughs>
1: yeah yeah oh so the upshot is mom's like well since you're all back now and everything seems to be fine for whatever reason uh why don't you come to dinner with us at the great northern me and my new oh my husband dinner. and and norma's like no and hank who is her husband who just went missing 48 hours without explanation goes no it's good i'll make the decision we're gonna go <laughs> so yeah. i've been okay. missing
0: for 48 hung- hours and i'm hungry yeah
1: now i'm starving <laughs>
0: uh... We're going to go, oh, here's some mill chat. Oh, first, actually, this scene, we move on, and it's uh, Harry looking out the window with binoculars and Pete comes in, so we have some slight bird chat for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, really cute.
1: Bird watch He's like, oh, corner. it's a
0: double-crested, like, whatever, I don't know what he actually says.
1: but Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they like... look at a woodpecker that's outside of <laughs> Harry's office, because I guess with all the various murder cases going on, <laughs> Harry... You know, he needed some self care time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, right. He just needed to—he needed to like decompress.
1: Yeah, and with
0: some bird watching. He's got murders. He's got mystical shit. He's got a parolee that's been missing for
1: forty-eight hours. His, his girlfriend—that's his parolee. His girlfriend was just like, "Uh, I don't love you, <laughs> and yeah. I'm leaving," and so <laughs> and then left. Things have been hard. Things <laughs> have been hard. It's, it's, been it's hard. not been a good few days for Harry no
0: and 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 with the time being as ambiguous as it, as it is it's like oh we had like that whole like one I jacks thing that might have happened last night yeah, happened yeah, yeah. I don't know whatever this comes up again this time thing but um yeah but yeah so then we turn into some like Josie chat where yeah. it's like she is just fucking gone she left this note and she left uh with her Cousin, and then Harry's like, "No, she left with her assistant, Mister Lee," and <laughs> Pete's like, "No, that was her cousin, like Chris or whatever the fuck his name was." And then they're like, "Something upsetting is
1: happening." And then you can hear some cogs start turning in Harry's head as he sits <laughs> there and stares at him like, "Wait a minute, something said,
0: that. not good." <laughs> like an hour later
1: i I Um, do i do like when they're trying to confirm that it's the same guy that they're talking about and harry's description of him is average height medium medium build, build. and then (laughs) ponytail oh yeah that guy (laughs) (laughs) like average height medium build is how you led with that description
0: (laughs) it's weird it's weird um and he's all and pete's all like i loved her and Harry's like, yeah, so did I. The yeah. <laughs> same, bro. But I hit that, and I don't think you did. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So they're like, something, something's amiss here, and I have a bad feeling about it. I oh okay. So there, <laughs> my note here. We move on. Uh, Lucy's watering what I'm pretty sure are fake plants mm. uh, <laughs> in the lobby of the the police station, holding her nephew. And Andy walks in Thanks. and I wrote, Andy thinks this baby is theirs because he is a moron. Yeah. <laughs> he was like four because we- she was like four months pregnant last weekend when she left for like a long weekend. Yeah. Like it this is not a racer head.
1: Right, right. Baby
0: isn't like <laughs> Growing at a rest. Ra- That'd be a
1: great throwback if she just showed up with the eraser head thing.
3: <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> and, and fans are like, I get it. That's yeah. <laughs> a <As for> reference <laughs> to his earlier work. Yeah. Um, and he like Fane as he's want to do. And she's just like,
1: really? I can't believe Yeah. Anyway, Eddie pops out. He totally eats shit passing out, but <laughs> like seeing this baby, thinks it's his baby. Um, yeah he's dumb we'll get more talk about that <laughs> we'll
0: get more pete into scenes. that in a minute uh, but then but then we go back to pete who wasn't just there to talk to harry he is there to psychologically damage ben in what is hands down one of the best pete scenes of all time yeah better yeah. i think than the Catherine scene where they were doing all that great body work a few episodes ago yeah, no, yeah that, that was good.
1: also pretty good that uh was great. but but we've got uh Pete doing, my note here is Pete doing doing some kind of insane reverse cucking plot with Ben. Where he, the upshot here is that Pete has showed up with a recording that Catherine has apparently specifically given him to taunt uh, Ben with. Um, the recording is basically that your alibi is that you were off fucking me while Laura died. So that's how you know he didn't kill uh, um Laura, but good luck trying to sell that as a story, especially right. since I'm fucking dead, you loser. And then also,
0: if I weren't dead, who's to say that was that night? Yeah. Memory can be
1: fickle. Yeah. I know. She's like, so she's doing basically this. like, I could save your ass, but I'm not gonna. Not, I would really
0: prefer not to.
1: Yeah. But
0: then the best though was Pete is doing all these crazy moves. Like, like, did you ever see my own private Idaho?
3: No, it's an I'm amazing not. movie. Yeah.
0: yeah but absolutely. with uh Udo Care and he's like doing so he like picks them up and he's like got a lampshade and he's like sitting on a bullet waiting for power which is like my favorite part of the movie but he's doing this <laughs> insane dance and that's like basically the same thing Pete's doing he's like waltzing around yeah. his holding yeah. cell, like <laughs> like haha
1: um he, he's he's enjoying he's reveling in the strangeness of this situation where the fact that his wife cheating on him X amount of time in the past is helping him own this rich yeah, fucking it's like, oh, asshole. Oh man, I needed something
0: on
3: him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but what's funny too is the recording's like, I want you to sign the mill back to me. So it's yeah. like this crazy power. So so if I'm recalling correctly, Mr. Tajimura gave Ben $5, 000, uh, $5 million or whatever right. it was, yeah. right? Ben gave it to Josie who fucked her off to right. wherever right. the fuck. Right. But now Catherine wants it back, and so Ben's gonna be out five million and
3: twice. the mill theoretically right? and the
0: mill. But then Catherine like comes out on even, I think. She gave five million, but is she gonna get it back?
1: Yeah, it comes Plus out uneven, note. but like, I don't. Do we know what's happening with the insurance collection on the mill? I don't know. At this point? It yeah. doesn't
0: come back. I, and also, I hate this shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I pay <laughs> attention to I, it. I, I wonder if maybe the idea, and I, I I sincerely don't want to prolong this conversation, but <laughs> I, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if. Well, maybe, let's
0: get down to brass tacks. Uh, the yeah. mill was built in 1740. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if maybe the idea is that you know, if it goes back into Catherine's hands, now she has this open land that she can sell and doesn't yeah. need to worry about running the mill or cooking the books or anything ever. It's just basically free money to her at this point. So yeah, that's that, probably
0: the easiest way to that, that.
1: That's what I think is the idea here.
0: May I mention that this scene ends with one of the best lines that I think I need to adopt into my own lexicon, where <laughs> Pete leans back into the room and says... She's a caution, isn't
1: she?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Of <laughs> all <laughs> people came yeah. up with that.
1: That's, he, he's But that's he's awesome exactly man. the type of guy. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm an old style him. thing. I, I read it in a lot of kind of uh, uh, 60s era Marvel stuff. It, it's an old fashioned thing that doesn't I get you, but it's it. great.
0: It's great. Um, yeah, I'm using that from now on. So yeah, get ready right. to hear it a lot. Get
3: ready.
0: <laughs> Overusing it. Um. Okay, so we go from there to, I'm super pumped, so I feel like I'm screaming everything, so I really, <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> apologize. I had, like, a huge thing of over espresso chai before that. Nice. Um, okay, so now we're going to, this is, like, the pivotal, like, titular moment of this episode where we have Leland driving with a dead girl incredibly erratically down the street. And it's like, dude, like, try to lay a little low. Like, what are you fucking doing? He literally almost goes, he- like, <laughs> Coop's like, do you guys have driving school here? Because this dude bailed. <laughs> but then, like, he almost, <laughs> like, in, like yeah. crashes headfirst into them. And they're like, well, oh, no, that's Leland. Better pull him over. It's really weird. Like, why is you drive this way?
1: It's, it's also, like, even the framing of the scene doesn't really make any sense because the idea physically is you've got, um, you've got Leland is driving the opposite direction that Coop and Harry are. And he's coming around bend doing this swinging back and forth. And Coop starts this one liner about, do you have driving school here? Based on the edits of the footage before the car is even in frame. So it's like, what? Like he, he like has a premonition that the car is gonna crash into them? Just happen to be talking yeah. about driving yeah. school yeah. and <laughs> and then and then, as one does you see one and <laughs> no. start careening head first towards them and then Harry's like, yeah, uh we do, and it's like Coops is like this one flunked out or whatever his one-liner is and then immediately goes from his one-liner to harry get out of the way and it's only at this moment that <laughs> harry starts to drive the car off of the road it's like what is what is happening here this is another one of these scenes scene. where, where like and- the, it feels like the directorial element is really falling apart on the show where it's yeah. just like the blocking out of the scene doesn't make any sense doesn't like make- yeah, yeah.
0: And if this is chalked up to intuition, I'm going to tell you why that doesn't work either in a second. So they pull Leland over, and they're like,
3: "Dude,
1: yeah, with 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 some excellent, extremely low key stunt driving, I will say there's like, uh, what it shows a brief shot of." Of them kind of dodging Leland's vehicle and then swinging, just doing the typical swing the cop car around and hit the lights thing. But he winds up perfectly in the lane going there. It's like the lamest little stunt driving move, but it like it's it's executed so flawlessly. It's like that's that's pretty good stuff, right there. That,
0: guy, like, that stunt driver's time to shine. Yeah, it's I not got, it's yeah. not <laughs>
1: super easy to do that with a like off kilter early nineteen nineties SUV style no. vehicle. You know no, those things yeah. are really those top did
0: not <laughs> did not handle. Smoothly yeah. in the least bit. Um, so they pull him over and they're like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, God, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking about Ben murdering my only child and he got <laughs> carried
3: away.
1: <in laughs> and it made me ha- sing ha- show happens. tunes and drive <laughs> erratically.
0: And they're like, okay. Right. But then he's like talking to Coop and he's like, hey, do you golf? And Coop's like, yeah, I fucking love golfing. It's the best. And he's like, maybe you should come to like the country club with well, me sometime in I- golf.
1: I- I do want to modify your recollection there because he. I think Coop has this extremely Coop line of like, I like the precision of it.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, he's like, well, maybe you should go with it. And Coop kind of turns to Harry and Leland is reaching into this bag that has a dead Maddie in it, getting a golf club, about to fucking brain Coop, right? Yeah. And Coop's like, well, we gotta go. So yeah, well, if he yeah. in my fucking ass. He didn't even notice a guy no, behind right
1: He was like a, a golf
0: club at his skull.
1: Yeah. And, and it was
0: thrown and it's still in the air. And,
1: and was <laughs> so was so certain of his ability to pull that off that he was willing to risk the cops seeing the corpse in his vehicle. <laughs> like
0: he was brazen here, and this is yeah. all Bob because the corpse is in his vehicle and he's trying to kill. Coop with a golf club in the middle of the day on yeah. a main road yeah. with another cop like yeah. four feet
1: away from- right so so the context that saves him here is harry gets a call from lucy that's like oh you gotta like you, you gotta hurry up we gotta uh we found we found philip gerard which again as far as i can tell is the only reason they put this whole scene where he snuck out early is so that lucy could like call Harry. Then, and then they'd be like, oh, we got to go. And, and so they just leave. So so this is the thing. Not that, even a
0: ticket for a, right, for a right. reckless driver. And, and, and this is Not a no warning.
1: And, and this is what I was saying. I wanted to come back to you about the conversation about uh, Leland's like mental and uh, incarceral state because he's supposed to be out like on bail for murder And like, he's swinging erratically on the road and they're just like, okay, well, like, uh, it's probably fine. And then they leave.
0: He's just upset as we all get sometimes. Um, Who among us?
1: Leland does say, uh, oh yeah, you know, Ben called me, I think that night and said something angry about a dairy. And then Coop in in just a baffling moment of failed policing goes, You mean diary, right? Because we have diaries.
3: What? He was calling
0: about a dairy. The dairy... Service he signed up for has not been dropping off his bottles, and he's very
1: upset. He's calling <laughs> about Dairy Maine actually. He's Is talking right? about
0: Dairy Queen, and wants to know if he wants a Blizzard next time he sees him. He'll ask one for. It's fork. like,
1: yeah, tell the suspected murderer guy what evidence you're working off of. That's like a yeah. really, really yeah. cool and smart thing to do. <laughs>
0: well, situation. like I said too, like the intuition, like there's no intuition. Yeah, there. yeah, not, murdered. not, not like, at Ups. this
1: moment.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's
0: that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, then we get some sperm talk with Andy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so. and then
0: Gwen, Gwen's like men only talk about what men only want one thing, and it's disgusting, and that's to talk about their sperms. <laughs> 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 There's some really good banter it's here. A good scene. It's <laughs> To be fair,
2: as editors of a literary magazine, we know this is true. But <laughs> they <We> are right <like laughs> <that>. <laughs> <true. laughs>
0: Definitely something and she Please keeps stop like, sending us stories about your sperm <laughs> we don't care i don't
1: want it i don't want it nobody wants it You're i right. promise you nobody wants it like, you think night, people part. want it but they don't they do not want it nobody on, wants sorry, it tonight. um
0: this is a great scene because you have Andy trying to specifically talk to Lucy about this very important thing, which is like, who is the father of her child? And it could be him. And But then you have Gwen consistently interjecting and being like, oh, man, I've heard that one before with sperms. <laughs> why are you listening to this private conversation yeah <laughs> of
1: course why of course why is concussed andy trying to have this private conversation in the waiting room at the sheriff's office i mean they're all idiots is what it comes
0: yeah, to. yeah yeah three more <laughs> go yeah. water the fake plants while andy and lucy hash
1: it out <laughs> yeah yeah um what one detail we get clarified which obviously we knew but andy didn't at the end of this is when uh Gwen comes back in with the baby and says oh your Aunt Lucy is just like being such a b-word to me right now and it's like oh Aunt Lucy oh this is Gwen's kid of course yeah <laughs> yeah
0: I mean we knew that but yeah, yeah.
1: um we knew but, that but Andy did okay. not know that before that moment
0: it's funny <laughs> Cause he's cause it's dumb.
1: fritz he can fritz. only think about his sperms, <laughs> <laughs>
0: sperms. Fritz I uh, kept saying that the baby looked like someone and I can't remember who it was now but he was like that baby I don't know if it was like I'm going to ask him, but he King can't. King Kong text Bundy? That. No, he was that baby <laughs> it's a big baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. I'm going to ask him because it's going to bug me. So we can move on and I'll, I'll report back. But who did you say that bad <laughs> baby looked like?
1: Um. Okay. So while you have this text, I think we move right on to the scene where basically we've got. Um, what have we got? We've got the cops have hauled Philip Gerard back in to use him as like the Bob detector on uh, Ben here. And so in a wonderfully legal police move, they just <laughs> sort of have Ben sitting around and Bob walking around going, or I'm sorry, they have Mike walking around going, oh, I Bob was here, but not like right here. He was like kind of a, a little bit off to the side. And Jerry is having like a meltdown about like, what the fuck is this? You haven't charged my client with anything. It's like, Jerry kind of has a point in this moment. <laughs> but it, but absolutely...
0: oh, does it backfire?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it backfire for sure? Um, because Jerry, finally trying to like be a little bit of a lawyer in this scene. Um, <laughs> Harry, who, as discussed earlier, has had a rough one for the last couple of episodes, is <laughs> just basically like, okay, fine, fuck you. You're charged with the murder of Laura Palmer. And Jerry's like, oh,
0: <laughs> I didn't yeah. think that would go that way, and I apologize. In hindsight, that was not, not great. Not see this
1: in my legal strategy. Um,
0: um, this is actually good because Harry starts getting yelled at by Ben, and Harry gives like real good face here. Yeah, he does. Like, he does. Ben's like like trying to shake him, and he's like screaming in his face, and he's just stone face. Like I don't fucking care. You're charged. Uh, like, like I'm done. Not this an bullshit. emotion on his face. It's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and. There's also a good, I mean, even though from a meta standpoint, we might have other things we think about this, I think this is also a great character moment for Harry where when when this goes down, Coop's like, uh, I need to talk to you in the hallway. Um, and so then they pop out in the hallway and then he's like, listen, we know that this wasn't Ben who did this because we have the like the demon guy with the arm and the drugs is going uh I I don't sense the other demon guy who did this and then Harry's like Harry's like listen man I put up with a lot of like fucking like magic giants and grubkins and (laughs) like magic powders and Tibet and all this and this is no, like we're gonna—we have evidence that this guy killed her. We're gonna arrest this motherfucker.
0: It's so funny. He's like, I've had it with your True Blood plot nonsense, <laughs> like witches and fucking fae. Like <laughs> I'm sick. Of-
1: but my my. You girl- my, my, my girlfriend has been watching Game of Thrones, and it's like the exact line of dialogue that the characters who don't believe in the White Walkers say when they're like, "Oh, I guess they're scared of all the Grumpkins out there on the other side of the wall." Grumpkin. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I wrote Harry's like, "Shut the fuck up about to bed."
1: <laughs> and, to Coop, and to and to Coop's care. credit as a human being in this scene, he's like, "You're right. This is this is kind of insane. I'll I'll slow down." You're wrong, but I'll slow down here. Yeah,
0: I'll slow down. I'm going to give you a break. You're having a hard day, and I can tell. Yeah. Um, I just want you to know that Fritz had said that the baby looked like Kevin Malone from The Office. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty yes. funny.
0: And he did kind of. He did
1: kind of look like that.
0: But what baby doesn't really. He also, he
1: also looked like King Kong Bundy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's very similar. Um. Okay, so now we have, okay, we go to Norma and crew at their family dinner. Now, This scene opens with the mother saying the salmon, very good color, very good texture, a little overcooked. Could the mother be that mysterious food critic that might be visiting or might not be? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Who could
1: possibly know?
0: All of a sudden, who critiques salmon that well? No one. Especially (laughs) the
1: great Northern. Like, come on. Yeah.
0: Like what are you getting? Come on. Right. (laughs)
3: Let's
0: be real. Um, They this is great because they're like talking in Norma's like I need to go to the bathroom, which is like definitely her way of being like I need to get the fuck away from all three of you for like a second. And her stupid ass mom in mom fashion is like, I'll join you. Which
1: is like, no, go away. Don't please don't, please don't do that.
0: But (laughs) this opens up the moment that we find out that Dingus and Ernie have
1: a pass yeah they, they have one of those great predator handshake you son of a yeah, bitch yeah. Moments. <laughs> and they, like, um, go a little bit into like how you know ernie was known as like a schemer and so forth and they were friends in the joint and all this and um uh, apparently roommates like what an interesting coincidence that <laughs> that these two were like roommates together in prison six months ago and dude has already gotten out and gotten with hank's mother-in-law uh something a little suspicious about that
0: <laughs> hank doesn't like, seem to notice yeah.
1: it though because he's a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah
0: he's a dumbass but i also like that uh he's like i met her at a republican yeah. like like dinner <laughs> fundraiser and i was like you yeah. need to tell me this this criminal is
1: a republican (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm shocked to hear it that this money scammer guy is a republican that's fucking crazy
0: literally never
1: happened um hank kind of hurls the uh um the accusation at him here it's like okay we know we know she's loaded i know you've got with her to like to scam on her a bit and he's like he's like no no for sure i like go i go to church like, I'm, I'm like real, I'm a real guy, a real good guy now. I don't even do the gambling anymore. We literally know that's a lie because we saw that earlier. <laughs> right. But we don't know that Hank has. And so it's a little hard to tell, like, how much Hank realizes. He's he, he's not 100% trustful of this guy, but at the same time, he's like, we have an alliance here. How do I play this? And his move seems to be: I'm just gonna keep threatening to blow this story to your new wife unless <laughs> you like do the shit I want to. Because he's like, we're gonna we're gonna keep this under wraps. Like, we're not gonna talk about this. With the ladies, and then as the women start to come in, Hanks like, "We're definitely not gonna talk about how we stood in the yard of the prison together as prisoners in the prison, <laughs> talking to each other, like as yes. they walk up Trimming to the table." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Now, okay, we're gonna move from this scene too poop recording to diane and let me tell you here is where the ambiguity of time passage comes back yeah for sure still has his ribs wrapped has it been a week since he's been shot has it been three days has it been a month no i don't know it's annoying to me well in this particular
1: timeline this particular one is strange the the bullet in particular the shooting is particularly bizarre because they make such a point of him being up and on his feet and still going like a day later <laughs> so it like in real life it would make sense to have a fucking bullet wound bandaged right. for a week but Coop is also acting in all possible ways unbothered by this injury yeah, but no. it's still taped Jack's up so it's like moves. yeah yeah like so what's happening here yeah exactly like he was well enough to do like karate chops and shit. Yeah,
0: like flipping people over his shoulders yeah, I don't like, get Juno, it it's so annoying to me, but um, no. so he's like, "Hey, Diane, like, what's up?" And and uh, someone knocks on the door, and he's like, "I'll open it." And I'm like, "This is historically just not working out for Coop when he opens."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, he, does, he does make sure to grab his gun first. This yeah, time. which is
0: kind of <laughs> nice, but it's just Audrey just trying
1: to. Audrey, she gets an eyeful because his, his shirt's not on yet and yeah. covered like, oh, looking God, pretty why. good. Yeah. yeah it was <laughs>
0: Um, and she's just like, oh, like, like she just dumps her dad issues <laughs> on I don't know. him, which is funny because he's like a definitely a byproduct of those dad issues. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. And and, he and he's, he's like, kind of aware of it, but also kind of happy to be in that role as well. So there's a really ugly dynamic. Yeah, it's right not there. great.
0: Uh, and she's like, "Oh, did you arrest my dad? Do you think he killed her? Did you arrested because of me." And then, like, I think she tries to imply that like nothing happened to her at One Eye Jack, so she's still a virgin. Yeah, it's
1: it's real. Is gross. that what's going on? There? Yeah, that's absolutely was, like, what's horrifying. going on. And she's like, she's like, I definitely didn't. And he's like, I know. Please don't talk about this. And she's like, okay, but I thought it was important that you should. He's like, I know, I know I, it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. And she's like, okay, but because I thought maybe you were thinking that I. He's like. I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Please,
0: Please don't make me say it. I don't want to say these words out loud. Um, I I historically am annoyed by Audrey pretty much all the time, but her outfit here is fantastic. It's
1: great. She yeah, looks now, great. It's, usually they're pretty on point. Yeah, they're pretty nowadays. on point.
0: She, yeah. I just feel it's important to to note that I liked what she was wearing. Give the credit <laughs>
1: where it's due. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah,
0: she's good. She's got her dad issues. Uh, he gets a phone call, and he is like fuck you need to go to your room and you need to lock your door and she's like oh my god what's happening he's like no just shut up and do it which is like imagine if no one was on the phone he's like just get out of my
3: room Dude, you need get, to go lock the, the out door out go he like goes to bed yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. he's like uh. but uh but no uh this call is to inform him that another body has been found yeah it is our maddie and harkening uh, back to our opening scenes with with Laura wrapped in plastic, you have Maddie, yeah. who's obviously the same actress, actress, um,
1: basically just different hair color, same deal. The pulling her looks like out of the lake again, um, yeah. and um, we've got some, we've got some, and it it kind nice. of jarred choice on this show. Some early '90s shaky cam stuff going on, yeah, with
3: her, yeah.
1: Uh, rolling up to the. Uh, to the crime scene, which is obviously supposed to be like, oh, the tone is supposed to feel different for this scene, but it, right. it's kind of awkward. It, like, doesn't appear almost anywhere else in the entire series. It's really strange to me for some reason.
0: It is It is um, bizarre, and it's like, well, here we go again. Yeah. Another yeah. fucking murder, right? So, and obviously this is not the same killer, because we think it's Ben, but Ben's in custody, and so, like, he has been for, like, a day now or two, so, like, it's He didn't kill her. This woman is freshly dead. So yeah. uh, looks like another murder to solve, guys. <laughs> and the fun never stops in um, Twin Peaks.
1: It really and that's
0: the end of the episode. And I feel like this episode was super short. Like it was just well, like, then it was over.
1: I, I will say almost all of this episode is set up for what's going to happen in the next episode.
0: Right. But so, I actually double checked the runtime because I was like, how is that already over? <laughs> Maybe it's because I fast forwarded through 40 minutes of a dancing movie. Yeah, yeah, Well,
1: I, I think that's just it. There's a lot of scene stuff in this particular episode. And it's we're gonna see more of this as the show goes on, where there's a lot more filler crap, like this Philip Gerard subplot where he like makes a daring escape and then is just instantly back working with the police again for nothing <laughs> it's just like this huge digression from the like what's actually going on as opposed to you know even and we regularly talk about reviling the mill subplot but i mean what's good about the mill subplot is that it does a good job of establishing what the stakes and investment of various characters are and what's going on with the world and what's going on with this town so even though the details of it do tend to be pretty boring it sets the stage for a lot of character interactions that are worth seeing, like Ben and Josie, all like you know, Pete and Ben in this episode. it so provides an excellent context for these characters to work with each other. Meanwhile, we have these dumb things like, Oh, Gerard, he knocked out a no-name cop and then we instantly captured him again. Yeah. Like it's, what? It's cool. <laughs> so, I just say
0: the mill the mill subplot definitely like like hits the core of my existence, which is I hate. Bureaucratic, procedural stuff. Right. Like, right. oh, this is the ownership of the mill or whatever. But I love drama.
1: Right. Yeah. And and so the I'm thing like, is,
0: oh, interpersonal drama. Well. I don't know why.
1: And, and I, 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 I mean, would venture it. to say that is what works about that uh, subplot to me, which is that you don't need to know exactly what the details are. You just need to know that, like, all of these characters are trying to get theirs and the way that they run into each other and blackmail each other and so forth. It's great. Like, that part yeah, of it is even- excellent.
0: Let's remember the Josie Ben scene. That scene yeah. was fucking fantastic. incredible.
1: Like it just was uh, some of the most fun to watch moments of the whole show. And, and like, like I don't as, give
0: a shit what they're talking about. They could be talking about
1: <laughs> Pez Yeah, exactly. If
0: see them running around each other like this, I will watch it all day long.
1: It's it's like some sort of like for adults version of Wabbit season, Duck season, or something. You <laughs> know? know, the way that they go back and forth with this. And like as long as it works on that level, it's still serving the story, even when the details of it are kind of boring. But I, I agree with you. I think the reason this one flies by is that, like, you know, there is the stuff that plays well on the existing character dynamics, and then there's stuff that's just there. You know? yeah.
0: Yeah, like, that Shelly and and Bobby scene, like, for a moment is important, but for the most part, yeah, but like, for the most part, it's just part garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's all we saw of them the whole episode. So, yep. Uh, so that's that episode. And the next episode is a pretty big one. So, uh... I'm gonna just put a preemptive trigger warning on that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna get <laughs> into some stuff next episode. But this one is a good little segue in between the two, the reveal, the Bob reveal of last episode, and then what happens next episodes. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, which is just kind of off the cuff, is when we had Hub on, and he mentioned that uh, the guy who plays Leo is um, the son of Aldo Ray, who's like a like pretty well-known old-timey hollywood guy mm. and i was like i didn't know that that's fucking weird like a week later and i meant to say this last episode fritz and aiden and i watched this 80s or, or no 91 horror movie called shock em dead which actually fucking rules even though it's really stupid and the pizza shop guy was aldo ray <laughs> was like, holy shit that's that guy that Hub was just
1: talking about I, I thought I thought you were going to talk about I thought you were going to say you saw him in one of those Like thousands of movies On Netflix that's like uh, <laughs> The, the <laughs> scent of a dame Welcome On 43rd street And it came out in like 1958 And has none of the name actors from that era In it To <laughs>
0: so be fair, shock'em Dead is on Netflix
1: <laughs> well, wow, so, yes. that's that's good to know.
0: <laughs> uh, and and Tracy sorry, sorry guys,
1: NetFritz is an exclusive service. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't
0: have a. So, sorry, um, listeners. To uh, to be fair, that's a great movie to watch. Tracy Lords is in it. It's really good. I nice. would not think it would be as good as it is, but it is. It's very low budget. It's really good. Um, he plays Tony the pizza shop.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: He's an asshole too, so it rules because he's <laughs> an asshole. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Uh, so yeah, that's I meant to bring that up last episode, and I just
1: totally spaced it. So um, at the beginning of this one, you mentioned you were going to say something about the director oh, or something. Yeah. Or?
0: The, writer director the writer is a Frost. Yeah. So I was Scott wondering, Frost. is yeah. that a Mark Frost? The brother, he's
1: yeah, yeah. his brother. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. it was directed by a Is that so Caleb Chanel,
2: Yeah, the father of Emily and Zoey.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, mostly known as a cinematographer, he shot Passion of the Christ, being there. Um, couple of i mean a lot of other movies throughout the year he directed a few things he directed a few episodes of twin peaks he'll direct the 12th episode of the season coming
1: up too but yeah he's he's their father I wonder if there's any super strength in that episode i'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> yeah. when that actually plays out right
0: um okay yeah that's what i figured now it's like too easy to look it up right now too busy
2: yeah and i guess scott frost also wrote diane the twin peaks tapes of Asian cooper
1: yeah S- so yeah. scott scott worked with mark on a lot of the like extracurricular uh stuff that he was publishing and like the the semi-canon stuff like the books and right. things like that oh so okay yeah I, I i understand that his brother was involved in some of that as well as some of the late season two scripting Of
0: i yeah. did not read that particular book yeah i haven't either yeah, yeah, and also like,
1: the autobiography
2: of Dale Cooper. Those yeah, I didn't ones. read that one either, yeah.
0: but I, I read, like, the diary of Laura Palmer, and then I read The Secret History and in, in the other one um, that came out after season three, but I yes. didn't read those two. Uh, I would like to. Uh, maybe I'll grab them if I can find them. I know they're pretty hard to find, so... I'm not paying like more than ten dollars for it, so <laughs> if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It doesn't
1: happen. Yeah. My,
0: my life will stay exactly the same as it is right now. So. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. Uh, any producer corner stuff besides those two little tidbits?
2: That was it. That's what I had locked and loaded. There's not a, not a lot else going
0: not on. Not really much. Yeah, there's not really. Other a lot than Ray
2: Wise doing a master class. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, he's yeah. fantastic. Doing God's work yeah. in this episode. Yeah. yeah,
0: he is great. So um okay i mean i guess that's that this is a short episode which is fine i mean you say <laughs> that know. but
1: it was over an hour long. yeah <laughs>
0: so like we're usually like hitting a 90 minute
1: mark <laughs> this so, is right a long podcast right <laughs> <But, laughs>
0: there's a lot to be said about
1: there is, <laughs> was, there that is, that is a lot to be sad. said
0: uh So yeah, so next episode, pretty big one. So let's keep all our energy for that. Otherwise, uh, watch for our pop culture issue. And my name is Colleen Carney Hefner and I'm signing off.
1: I'm Chris Pruitt. I guess I'll sign off as well, as long as Colleen is. Macro, I guess
2: I
3: now have to. <laughs> yeah,
1: Macro, I'm going to stay online as long as I possibly can. Talk about whatever I want. So guys, this is my yeah, time you, to shine. You've got, you've got 50 minutes of time to fill. <laughs> <according> to Joel, <laughs> roughly, so. All
0: right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.